Happy holidays, friends. You may have noticed that there is a double upload for these midwinter episodes. So this is because we have recorded this as a VOD, a video podcast, which is very exciting. So if you'd like to watch that, you can either go over to our YouTube channel and we'll link that down in the show description. Or if you're on Spotify, you should be able to watch it there by selecting the episode marked with video. However, if you'd prefer the usual podcast experience, we encourage you to go to the episode marked with audio, uh, which is an edit specifically done for audio format. But don't worry, nothing but the story has changed. So we'd love if you shared this with your friends and of course left a rating and review if you could, that would be great. And until then, have a happy holidays and enjoy the show. Welcome to Heartfire Tales in Wonder Vision. Yes, also known as uh, like Normal a Vision. Normal Vision. We have three webcams, we call everybody. It winter Vision. Oh, it's Winter Vision. It's Winter Vision. And that is a fantastic segue to our welcome section. Welcome, everybody, to our Christmas special. This is a midwinter tale. And unfortunately, this guy's the DM. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Better than Ryan, so it's fine. At least we're going to be happy this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is actually this is what, what this is is um, our our counter to wintering whispering ashes. Yes, wintering ashes. Wintering, wintering ashes. ashes. <laughs> um, and it's just to bring everybody's mood back up and get that heart fire going again. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You're very welcome. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube or any visual media, and it's your first time, hi, we're Heartfire Tales. I'm Jim. This is Dylan. This is Ryan. What up? Um, and usually we tell a longer story than this, but this is one of our mini arcs that we do, and we think they're really fun. Uh, yeah, and so, if you're listening, uh, as probably most of you will at the start of exactly. the podcast, come check us out on YouTube. We will leave it on. Uh, we will link everything in our descriptions and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> we will leave it on YouTube. We will leave it on YouTube, and we <laughs> might publish it. We might just leave it on private. You might have to find it out yourself. Exactly. Your if you can guess our password, you can see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there also, will be a Google Drive hidden, like uh, a link to a. Google Google Drive graffitied somewhere in graffitied Ireland. In the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the city of Cavan City. Um, yeah, somewhere in the town of Cavan, we've graffitied the password. Yes. Yeah, go find that. Um, and also to anybody who is listening in a podcast and was walking, wondering about that, that Wonder Vision comment, yeah, this is also a VOD, so... Yes, yeah, it nice. is. So join us. Join us. Okay. Um, yeah, I think enough pre-game farting around yeah tell us what this game is going to be so, tell the viewers so slash tell listeners. the viewers well hello viewers this is a game called midwinter's tale or a midwinter's tale if you want to put it in a sentence um and it's just a very very holiday-y game it's not really a christmas game we wanted to avoid the whole you know oh santa needs help delivering his presents because <laughs> let's face it we've all done that um and we went for something just slightly more um slightly more Traditional, not traditional, pagan. <laughs> the ultimate pagan. tradition. <laughs> um, does it, does, yeah, okay, cool. Right, anyway, without further ado, I am going to jump into this. I have a little exposition to deliver, mm, and then we'll get fancy. Right Everyone loves exposition. Into it. I and I just love delivering exposition. Do you know that? <laughs> it's one of my absolute favorite things to do, and you'll see that. You'll see that as I launch into this 45 minute story. Me and Ryan actually. 
I didn't even have to make characters. This is playing ourselves. Welcome to Heartfire Tales at its purest form. I will be telling you a story. I should be putting these back on because that way I can just go to sleep and no one can tell. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. Here we go. Cue the wind sound effects. Thank you. This story takes place in the town of Arian, nestled in the north of the world, at the very edge of the wilds, surrounded by an ancient forest and sheer, unforgiving mountains. It stands steadfast, defiant in the face of the hostile northern landscape. Few travelers will ever make the trip to Arian. The roads are harsh, long, and dangerous during the day. It is the night, however, that clings closely and weakens the hearts of those who might make the journey. There are some who say that Arian is the bastion that holds winter here, in the north, and when the sun sets it becomes clear why. Each night, monstrous howls from the forest rise and are carried on a wind that tears through even the thickest cloak. The howls and the wind often become one, a chilling dirge that washes over the walls of the city and makes children pull their blankets closer. It is here that the winter is strongest, and few would dare to tempt it. However, those travellers that brave the journey and enter the city will find a reward like no other. Inside its walls, the people of Arian have a spirit that burns strong enough to drown out that horrid wind. They are strong and stoic and hold joy above all else in their hearts, for they know better than everyone how quickly darkness can fall. But inside their city, there is no darkness. Every street is filled with torchlight and every window holds a candle. But above all else, the people draw strength from the world's heart. It sits in the center of town, a raging fire which has burned as long as any can remember and even longer still. It is said that before there was light and warmth, the cruel winter that now buffets Arian covered the whole world. Daring to stand against it, the bravest people formed the Winter Hearts Guild first band reference and set out (laughs) north through magic and song (laughs) they lit the world's hearth and brought light and warmth to the land and around it they built Arian to stand watch over the flame and keep the night at bay a city filled with warmth and joy an island in a cold cold sea that's nice. upsetting. From the intro of that, I was like, oh, so it is going to be a scary one. Yeah. <laughs> like the children huddling in fear of all the, the terrifying wind. I was like, Jim, come on. I feel somewhat corrupted, and I think you'll discover that in this, Dylan. I'm sorry, did I say this was midwinter night? I meant mid-whisper night. <laughs> I like it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm much more interested now. <laughs> good, good, no, good. I want a happy winter tale. <laughs> Don't worry, it's happy for a while. Um... Now, it is the final day of Midwinter celebration when we pick up this tale. The wind okay. is whipping the banners and the flags around the town and filling the air with noise as below the streets are packed with people hustling and bustling and going about their kind of daily things they do before the great feast, you know, getting their shopping or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that the turkey is, is cooked yeah. properly. Um, just off the centre square, there is a small house. It's stone, as most houses in Arian are, and it's kind of like the, the eaves and stuff are decorated with holly and ivy and nice kind of winter plants. In each window, there's a candle burning, as is tradition. And in front of the door, there's a little doormat that's been kind of like worn raw from like people coming and going over the season. The door itself is a warm, welcoming red, and the doorknob is like 
lovely bronze gold kind of like you know very Christmassy kind of vibe that golden doorknob turns and the door swings open and standing in the doorway blinking in the daylight is our first hero Dylan would you please describe your character I know we said we weren't going traditional Christmassy but imagine if you will just a Christmas elf (laughs) (laughs) I'm about four foot tall my name is Hermie and I sound like this. I'm just, I've got a smile on my face and a song in my heart. And uh, Hermie is a College of Creation bard. And he is just, he's just the goodest little boy. Um, I say little boy, I'm 16. Um, yeah. So I'm almost, I'm almost a man full grown. Um, me and my twin brother will be, you know, kind of looking forward to being full-fledged members of like you know the town and the or the city and you know like be like fully you know functioning citizens but until then all Hermie wants to do is go around and help people and he's got a a, a buckler on him uh with like kind of has like sleigh bells attached that he kind of like so there's like always just like a jingle as he walks through the town yeah like but the kind of what's probably most striking for people is this like floating glockenspiel that's around him, mm. uh, controlled by my invisible mage hand. So for my uh, telekinetic abilities, that kind of occasionally I will just like hit random notes, kind of like accent what I'm saying and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, other than that, I'm as I said, I've got typical elven features that you would expect in like D and D elf, but I'm just very like much shorter um, and I think we said that's because there's some gnomish there's blood in some your descent in, somewhere in your family there was, the family there was, there was, a, was a gnome, gnome yeah, yeah. Um, um, where um, is he? hidden <laughs> <laughs> find the gnome um, and of course you mentioned there that you guys you're going to be 16 so just to let yourself and the listeners know that you you, you, you two we haven't met your character yet but you guys are going to be proud junior members of the Frozen Watch so the Frozen Watch is like <sighs> the Frozen Watch Ah, the Frozen Watch. What a wonderful place to be. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we have a Hermie button. We might miss it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take me a while to get used to when I need to speak. Like this, i got to put my finger over here. Yeah, for sure. Just keep your finger on the button. Otherwise, I just sound excited. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I can't even tell the difference when you press the button. <laughs> no, it's us. It's just your voice. Like, you know? um, so you guys are like going 16 next next week, basically. Okay. Like you're two sure. days away from being 16. Oh. So you're like right at the end of your junior. Super mem- sweet 16. <laughs> <laughs> right at the end of your kind of civic or your junior duties. But you've sure. got like, you know, like C tier assignments and small civic duties around the town, but nothing very serious. I've so, rescued so many cats. Oh, yeah, like, uh, that's even a little above your pay grade, (laughs) you know? Um, So, as your eyes begin to adjust to the light, you hear a voice behind you. Your mother comes out. She's like, you know, standard elf, not like yourself. She's actually, like, tall and, you know, has, like, long golden hair and, you know, kind of a consistent smile kind of pasted Mm -hmm. across her face, Um, like quite a caring smile. And she turns and she says, go on now, hon. Your brother should be down at the market, and there's not much time before you have to be at the muster. Um, You know that Captain Darkmoor doesn't like it when you're late. Uh, And those Warforged, they have long memories. Um, With that, your little sister runs to the door and says, Mama, I want to be a Warforged. (laughs) (laughs) The mother looks at her and goes, oh dear. And she smiles at you, disappears back into the house, and as the door closes behind you, you hear her going, 
We've been through this, Rudy. You can't be a warforged. And you know the captain hates it when you ask. And then the door, like, fully slams shut behind you and you can't hear anything else at all. I'm, I'm still in Whisper Nash's mode. I'm immediately like, he's going to kill that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I have a sister. Cool. <laughs> I really hope she survives. Yeah, you have a little sister. Her name's Rudy. And she's just like... Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. <laughs> uh, she's just like super into like the whole um, uh, midwinter. Uh, okay, sure thing, Mom. I'm going to run. I don't want to keep Darkmoor waiting. Yep, cool. You like take off down through the market. Like, you know, everybody is again hustling and bustling. Uh, you pass a crowd of musicians and then you kind of you share a smile and nod as you pass and a kindly looking halfling waves and says, Well, hi there, Herbie. Will we be seeing you at rehearsal this evening? Uh, sure thing, Jeremy. You know I'll never pass up a chance to get the Glock on. <laughs> you know it! And he, like, waves and goes back to, like, tuning up the little band. Um, as you're walking down the way, like, an older man catches up to you on the street and he hands you, like, a small bag of coins and he's like, Hear me! Happy midwinter! Here's what I owe you for paying up my daughter... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hear me! Here's what I owe you for playing at my daughter's wedding! And he kind of, like, tosses a little, um, gold bag into your, your hand. Oh, uh, um, thanks. Jameson. Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the the smiles on everyone's faces is payment enough, but, you know, I guess gold also helps me eat, so that's good. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could help you with that, young man. Go on now. <laughs> and I, yeah, I just kind of wave and like barely break stride and yeah. kind of just like slow the tempo down. I do like a half time jog and then go back into a full um yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and you just keep going. You kind of hit, like, almost the market district now. You pass, like, a shopkeeper who's, like, washing the window of her shop. And you see, like, she can't quite reach the top. And she sees you come in. She goes, ah, Hermie, I can't quite reach. C- could you help? And she makes, like, a, a ladder gesture. Um, I think Hermie kind of looks at us like, ah. Um, was, just give me one second and I take my... I take my like invisible mage hand and I just kind of grab it and do it my oh, mage yeah. hand Brilliant. even quicker. So just like, you know, I I really try to use my powers just when it's really necessary. You know, let's uh, let's try like you know, get by with the minimum. So when we really need to be vigilant, we're all ready. <laughs> my window's clean, so I don't care. Thank you very much, Hermie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite the winter heart spirit, but. It'll do. Bye. <laughs> she waves and then goes back to like, you see like she's increasing the prices of everything in the window. <laughs> You've helped Ebenezer's courage. <laughs> 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 um, it doesn't take you long to reach Market Alley. Um, you are met with a throng of people. Like, you know, some faces light up with a greeting as you make your way through. You're like very well known and respected in the town. Um, you give them like a sm- friendly smile or a nod and keep walking. Um, like there's, you know, festival bunting hanging everywhere mixed with like signs advertising offers and prices and stuff. Like it's a proper market district. Mm-hmm. Like you can vaguely hear a pipe playing midwinter tunes and you're kind of like all about that. Um, but it's not long until your ears pick out like a familiar booming over the crowd. Um, and as you push through to the source, you see your brother standing and talking with your father. Ryan, would you please describe your character? Uh, yeah, so as you approach, you see this 16-year-old um, that's already just a ton of muscle on him, you know? Um, and uh, he's got his pickaxe slung over one shoulder. Um, and he's got red hair, like curly red hair, um, that's peeking out from underneath a uh, you know toboggan hat. 
and um, he's desperately trying to grow a beard. But <laughs> as a 15-year-old about to turn 16, it's very scraggly everywhere, like mostly just peach fuzz, but he's clearly never shaved the peach fuzz at all, just trying to make it all go. Uh, he turns when he sees you, and he goes, Gold and silver! <laughs> oh, great to see you catch up with us. Dad and I have been out. We've been prospecting all day, trying to find some good old gold and silver out there. And then he sniffs, and then takes his pickaxe, hits it into the ground, chunk, chunk, and then pulls it out and licks the end of it and goes, Nothing. Oh, were you expecting to find gold and silver just right here in, like, did someone... Did someone drop their wallet? Is that what you're trying to find? Are you trying to dig it up for them? All the earth always has treasure for us. You never know what may be underneath our feet, Hermes. Uh, well, I mean, if, if anyone's going to find it, Yukon, you can. That's what they call you. You can sometimes. <laughs> that's right. My name is, uh, for those listeners, my name is Yukon Cornelius, uh, the 16-year-old version of it. If you haven't watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you absolutely should. Um, and yeah, I am not a little elf. I am a full-grown, <laughs> very large human. So this is the thing, right? You guys, you guys brought this to me. Explain your family dynamic. <laughs> yeah. So both of our parents are half elves, uh, but I got the elven half slash a tiny smidgen of gnome some somewhere, mm. and uh, I got all the human. <laughs> all the human half. So we definitely are, a smidgen of dwarf in there as well. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are we are twins, um, but just not in the way you'd expect. <laughs> um, perfect. As he sees this, um, he, your father just. And if there's his... any geneticists out there, I don't think it actually works like that. But fine. Any geneticists uh, out no, there is, can't really say how elven blood works. <laughs> it doesn't, Eric. This is a different planet. <laughs> it all works differently in a okay, different planet. Cool. So. Um, as he sees this exchange, your father kind of puts his hand on your shoulder, Yukon, and he kind of turns you around, just brings you in a little closer so that Hermie can't hear. And he, say, and he says, you know, um, is it a, uh, how are you feeling? What do you think? Is it working? And you would remember that earlier in the day, uh, he had brought you to visit the town monk, Hadoken, just to have, <laughs> just to have a little chat and to kind of like see where your head is at and stuff, you know, maybe tackle some of those anger issues you've been having. Fur growing in places where it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dad, you know, I, I got to get my head straight and things like that have been... Today, today was very helpful because... I know it'll keep me on the path to be the best prospector that the North has to offer. That's exactly it. And I want to help you get there. So just remember, and he pulls out like a little sheet that he's like clearly like scribbled some notes from your meeting on. He goes, the three main approaches are expressing, suppressing and calming, expressing your angry feelings in an assertive, not aggressive manner is the healthiest way to express anger. And he looks kind of confused, but folds it up and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> and then, you know, he'll, uh, he'll kind of like look at you and go, you're doing really well with this. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, I, I just know I got to get this under wraps before, before we join into the, into the guard because uh, I, I got to keep the family safe. I got to keep the town safe. And then I want to go out into the wilds on my own. So, well, we'll get this together. We'll get it taken care of. You know it, and you have my support. He looks at you and he goes... You're a good kid. And then he looks at you both and he goes, You're both good kids. How are you, Hermie? Oh, you know that. Just just keeping it real. 
<laughs> a song in your heart and a weird phrase on your lips. That's my boy. I try. <laughs> um, he looks. He looks at like up at the like beautiful gold bronze clock that hangs over the market square, and he's like, "Oh, hey, you guys are going to be late for the muster. You know, you better get down there real quick." Um, Mustard needs help for my hot dogs. <laughs> He looks at you, fully rolls his eyes, and then just goes, Right, my shift on the wall starts in five. Um, I'll see you guys later for family dinner. And he, like, walks away. And you can see he's in the uniform of, like, a full guardsman. So your dad is, like, someone who would, like, serve up on the wall, you know? Oh, probably important to point out, this isn't, like, a normal pickaxe I got with me. It's, like, it's quite a large one. So, okay. Very big old pickaxe. It's a big old two-hander. <laughs> yeah, for I, sure. Like you can rest your arms over it like yeah. this. I keep forgetting that now we can do. Oh yeah. The odd yeah. Oh yeah. We can move around and Sorry, people will podcast see Podcast listeners, <laughs> our loyal and only fans. Yeah. Um, I think as well. I was probably listening in a little bit because I think Hermie really, really like idolizes Yukon. Um, I was probably very like all this talk about like you know Yukon having like body hair and stuff and Hermie is just so jealous oh also, like if you <laughs> threw him he'd go forever <laughs> yeah like I am just I am so smooth you know <laughs> and I just I, I always just look up like look up in multiple ways to Yukon um and I'm just like oh. maybe someday I'll grow a beard and this, I, I think, think it's, it's like, like just Hermie's like defining Yo, outside of keeping everyone happy, what he wants to make himself happy is probably to grow a beard. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Um, so, um, you guys probably should head over to the muster, unless there's anything you'd like to do in the market square beforehand. As we're walking, any any of the people that we pass that have, like, huskies or dogs with them, Yukon's compelled to stop and give them a scratch. Oh, it's not just you feeling compelled like most of them would be like coming over to you and like sniffing at your feet and expecting a scritch and stuff you nice. know yeah um and like the owners are just like fully like fine with it they're used to it like the dogs in this town just love yukon so you know give them the time they need with that <laughs> if there's any particularly large dog i would like to try and like ride it yeah okay um, yeah you see <laughs> you see a malamute and its owner come around the corner um and this thing is like Warhorse sized to you. Amazing. <laughs> um, the owner sees you coming and his eyes widen and he goes, Oh my god. That's <laughs> you. Beeline for this dog. Give me an animal handling check. Um. <laughs> how about I just don't give you one of those? No, I can <laughs> see it. I can <laughs> see things now. We're not just disembodied voices anymore. As, uh, as I see him running toward this large hunting, you know, clearly a hunting dog, yeah. you know, that he's got with his arms spread um, to do it. Yukon is just going to reach and grab him by the collar and <laughs> pull him back. <laughs> you look at the dog and it's like foaming at the mouth and snarling at you. <laughs> But Yukon, it's like a it's like a dog version of you. I just wanted to give him a wanted him to give me a piggyback ride. Is that you give me a piggyback ride to the mustard? Of course, little buddy. Gold and silver. Get on up here. <laughs> yes. The owner the dog owner like visibly relaxes and then like hurries away as quick as they can. The dog does stop to sniff like Yukon's leg and give him an affectionate nuzzle though. <laughs> um 
So, you guys would know to cut through the main square, uh, just to like save time on your bar- on your way to the barracks. Um, and as you do, you pass the world's heart. It's this like huge burning fire in the middle of the stone square, and there's about fifty feet between it and the nearest structure. Um, but like even as you enter the square, you can feel like the warmth of it wash over you. But you know that even if you were to walk right up to the edge of it, like it would still just be a comfortable warmth. Um, that's all you ever feel, Hermie, in particular, um, as you do now. And Hermie, as you look into it, you hear, as you always do, almost as if from a great distance, the echoes of the song that created this fire. And you can never quite make out the tune or the words. Um, it's like when you can hear a musician playing like a few rooms over in a crowded pub. Mm. Um, the music is familiar, but you can never quite hear enough to grasp the tune itself. Um, and you look through the flame and beyond the flame and see the attic window of your house on the other t- side of the square where you sat for like hours staring into the flame and trying to, you know, just grasp the melody and, you know, you'd sit there kind of tinkering on your glockenspiel or your little lute or one of the myriad instruments you have in your room. Just, just composing. Exactly like that. (laughs) Hermie didn't start the fire. (laughs) I wish I did. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you feel like you can get fragments of it, but not, there's not so much that you just, you just can't make it resonate and you can't find the song. You know, I think as uh, as Hermie walks by, though, he kind of just, yeah, I probably just beckon you kind to stop for a bit, just so I can kind of like gaze into it a, a little bit and kind of you know, kind of um, almost like bring forth one of my like modes of creation of as like my bardic inspiration. And I'm like, here you go, Yukon. Here you go, Yukon, for for carrying me so dutifully. You're the best big brother ever, even though you're only like 12 minutes older than me. <laughs> what, what did you give me? Uh, bardic inspiration. So, oh, just, nice. yeah, <laughs> goes, for you guys at home, Dylan is playing um, a College of Creation bard. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. Um, no, I think we can just let it. Just let the story. Just yeah. know that he can make these motes of creation, which yeah. are like a literal part of the song that created daylight and the universe mm. <laughs> so yeah yeah buddy are you hearing those uh little whispering notes in your head again <sighs> every time i someday i'll crack it but you know for now i think i'll just have the song of our people instead and, and i think i just start singing we didn't start the fire as we <laughs> <laughs> rush near this i, love it. I, I do love wish i could hear city where people created the fire. Where we, like, we, we, where we actually started the fire, <laughs> yeah. according to our lore. But it's like, no, it's because it's a really deep thing, because it's like honoring your ancestors, because you aren't the ones who actually started oh, okay, the fire. Yeah, perfect. It's it, your it ancestors. It was always burning. And I meant that. And it's always, it's, it's, it's just, you it's, sing it to highlight their, yeah. their achievements. Yeah, exactly. The world's burning. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm like, oh, I do wish I could hear those little notes, little brother. Uh, and I think Hermie just gets his invisible glockenspiel hand and starts playing it as we're walking through. Because that's the thing, like, you know, like, Yukon doesn't have it together as well as uh, as Hermie does, like, yeah. you know. So as much as Hermie looks up to, to Yukon, Yukon actually looks up a lot to Hermie and wishes he could play music, wishes that, you know, that, that the people around town mm. looked up to him, you know, the way that, that they love to see Hermie and things like that. Yeah. So. Mm. I, Yukon, you do remember a time, like, when you were much younger and you, Hermie had just started hearing this music out of the fire and stuff. And 
what was you know one evening late at night on a midwinter not like not unlike this he um you 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 kind of went out into the middle of the square and you stared up the fire hoping to hear something and you did hear some and it was beautiful and then the carolers moved around from the other side of the fire <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shucks. <laughs> so you guys, you guys kind of hurry on and you make it to the muster like just on time. You see like there's a great many people wearing the same outfits as you, like ice blue tunics and red scarves um, with like a leather holster holding like a polished flintlock pistol at their hips. Also, you guys both have guns. <laughs> so you, yeah, yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> I um, thought we wouldn't get them until after we... Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. button do- <laughs> No, that's just me. <laughs> Um, bang bang bitches <laughs> unfortunately God, that hard. <laughs> <laughs> <was> so loud. <laughs> you killed me <laughs> I'll have some of my win- my winter my winter juice alcohol <sighs> yeah it's 7am here in the recording studio uh, beers and that's and beer o'clock that's oh, my beer whole clock. spiel alcohol <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, but uh, just so you know, your guns are, are they are they are junior guardsmen guns. They shoot beanbags and only deal non-lethal damage. So just so you know, um, that's still I, super I fun. Have a way around that <laughs> yeah, there's been a long history I can of physically create whatever I want. <laughs> create ammo. <laughs> can also just rip open the beanbag and then fire it out, and then it becomes a shotgun. It is like a little enchanted beanbag. It's basically like it's like <laughs> it's of everything. <laughs> it's like a little um, just let us shoot things. <laughs> no, no, this is a, they've had a lot of trouble with this in the past. There was a reason this protocol was implicated, or what's the word? Not implicated. There was an implication. Enacted. Enacted. Thank you. Um, and multiple junior, multiple junior guardsmen were implicated, and that's why they had to mm, swap fair. over. Um, uh, like some of the people have begun to line up at the muster yard. Some of the older, like actual guardsmen are kind of starting to form ranks and stuff um, at the front end of the yard is like a raised platform you know one of these like almost like like gently unlimited <laughs> or fearless kind yeah, of platforms a, a typical like yeah, just a town platform yeah um, where you would hang people yeah it's that, exactly that <laughs> um, except for instead of a gallows there is a, a I go down double down on the happiness there is a Christmas podium and a robin lands on it and sings a little song okay. no bodies hanging from it as no bodies okay. hanging no, cool. no no okay cool sorry Ryan um <laughs> Yeah, at the moment that stands vacant, but you can see like a few more of the junior guard off to one side and like there's four flame guards like leaving the barracks to go and like stand guard at the base of the flame. So there's always just this guard presence around the flame. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, so uh, you guys are just kind of like ready. You know, it's probably about five minutes or so before the muster is actually called. Um... Colonel Muster. Yeah, Colonel Muster. Oh, why didn't I call him Colonel Muster? (laughs) (laughs) That will come into it now. Uh, Colonel Muster with the beanbag gun. In the library. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. In the market square. In the market square, yeah. Um, After a moment, you hear, sadly, a familiar voice. (laughs) Well, well, well. (laughs) If it isn't the Brothers Dim. (laughs) How's it going, boys? Uh, Our surname is Cornelius. 
Alias, you see walking towards you, Marco Sharp, the best swordsman of your class. He's wearing like a sleeveless leather tunic, wristbands that go up to his elbow, and a blue cape that has a hood and a scarf covering his mouth and nose. He's carrying like this ridiculously elaborately decorated katana on his back in an overly engineered sheath. How are things back in the kitty class, lads? <laughs> Marco, there's not even a mall around here. Where did you get one of those swords? <laughs> the mall is in my heart. <laughs> yeah. The song should be in your heart, not the mall. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's just the mall. Um, it's in my heart, and my sword here, Avantasia, is going to be in the heart of every single monster you've ever seen. <sighs> what do you want, Marco? I just came over to see how are things back in my old stomping grounds, back in the, uh, you know, the cutie class. Marco graduated two weeks ago from the cutie <laughs> class. But unfortunately, due to his exceptional skill with the sword, he has been, like, put up with the main brunt of the, uh, the guards on the wall. Uh, we're fine, Marco, and look, in one week's time, when we hit 16, we'll be in your class too, and then you'll be sorry. <laughs> That's a, it's adorable you think that, but um, there are very few who can match my <laughs> prowess. <laughs> 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 he like whips Avantasia out of its sheath and like fully just does like one of these like absolute Obiani behind the back. So is he actually good? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like he is the best. Oh, like, God. He's, he's in this world. He's the mall insufferable. Can back it up. Like, um, and you'd know that's because. Uh, like from, from my position on like Yukon's shoulders or like back still, I kind of just like whisper into your ear. You're kind of like. Yukon, just, let's just stay calm. It's, it, he's just trying to get a rise. It's. Yukon's actually not. Not picking up on the sarcasm okay. or anything like that. And it's just, yeah, I heard you got uh, moved up, and I extend my hand to shake his, and I'm like, congratulations on moving up there. That must be real great. Is it, is it nice being up on the on the hills? Have you or on the walls? Have you been able to see out and see where maybe there be some new places for prospecting? <laughs> Prospecting? <laughs> no, uh, hold on, I've switched to a Californian. <laughs> hold on, uh, Dubaris, Dubaris. Um, yeah, I don't know why you think I give any kind of shit about prospecting. Um, because, like, damn it, Ryan, it's your American accent, it switched me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Hold on, what's a real deep word thing to say? The Royce, yeah. I don't know why you think I'd give any kind of rat's arse about, um, prospecting because the only thing on the other side of that wall that I'm worried about is damn it okay he's Californian now <laughs> the only thing on the other side of that wall that I'm worried about is like hordes and hordes of monsters and like you should be too it's midwinter there's like no end to these things you know uh, quick world question yes uh, do monsters actually regularly attack or so, yes. is this kind of like a no, we're we're in we're waiting for the monsters all the time and nothing actually comes or what's the story? No, no, you are a militant society okay. for the most part. Okay. Um, the walls of so, this so city our dad are like actually regularly fights monsters. Oh, like and stuff he like would that. come home and be like, "Oh yeah, fucking took down two direwolves today." Like you know, okay, okay. The the literal forces of winter are are holding an almost 
like eternal siege to this city. Hmm. Like, and it will ebb and flow. Like, well, that's will be, terrifying. Yeah, it's it's a it's a grim reality. Like, that's okay. why you guys are all like the flame of joy inside the city and never let the fire go out. Um, and that's because, as you guys know, that the 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 the, the winter's hearth is actually yeah. what allows light and summer to come into the world. You know, um, so the forces of winter are like almost just constantly like molesting the outside of this city um and it ebbs and flows and it comes up and down but never so much as midwinter when they're at the height of their forces that's when sure, yeah. it becomes a literal struggle and you know there's a, a hard defense every year of the walls um and that's kind of what the muster today is about um so before you can get done like berating him you hear the sound of a solemn bell ring out over the courtyard you guys fall into line with all of the other recruits. It's um, mustard time. <laughs> I hope we get to see the colonel. <laughs> uh, Marco takes his place like at the front of the muster, like mm. with the like you know the fucking pride of the of the military. Yeah, like the, um, the elite squad. You, like you do notice that like the other soldiers like roll their eyes and like oh my god this kid. Um, and then at the top I of do the not. yard, <laughs> you don't. You're like looking at there's a patch of ground that seems a slightly different color to the rest of it. I'm immediately picking at it. Lick yeah. my pickaxe. Nothing. <laughs> uh, someday you can't. Someday. You see that like several high-ranking guardsmen have taken position on like the back of that podium stand gallows. Um, <laughs> happy Christmas platform. Happy Christmas platform. The, jo- <laughs> the joyous promenade. Yeah. So the joyous promenade is slowly filling with um, like you know winter guardsmen and then like a tired winter's heart official so the winter's heart is like the the original guild that came up north and and saw fit to light the fire and bring um light and warmth into the world and now they kind of act as like admin for the city as well as like being the um organizing body for the military they're also like you know the town clerks and stuff they're just okay they're they're, the government government. yeah basically and you see like a tired winter's heart kind of official with like a stack of papers that you would know to be the assignments that are going to be given out to all the mm. soldiers and stuff um at that moment a war forge takes the stage and they are made like entirely of shining bronze and like rich wood and they wear an immaculately pressed captain's uniform this is captain darkmoor the captain of the glacial guard or the frozen guard or something they call it. the frozen watch the frozen watch thank you yeah he takes notes. Notes. I, glacial I, guard I, is cool too glacial make guard. them somebody else glacial yeah. guard is the ones when you're up on the wall that's the glacial guard okay the frozen watch is the less important duties down down the way so when okay. it's actually time to fight the glacial guard comes up Nice. The rest of the time, it's the Frozen Watch, and they're like monster, and then the Glacial Guard are like. Wut, 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 wut. Okay, so okay. we watch for the monsters, but they actually guard us from the monsters. Yeah, for sure, and that's not something I made up because I wrote the wrong thing on my sheet. Um, <laughs> I like it though. Yeah, she waves her hand, and you see like a spark of magic dance across her fingertips, and as she speaks, her voice like booms out across the courtyard. Um, despite the volume, she is actually quite soft-spoken. We are the flame that keeps the night at bay. We are the light that warms the vault. We are the frozen watch, and we will never allow the winter within our walls. And she pauses and takes like a look at the- Woo, yeah! Yeah, that's what she was waiting for. And everybody kind of like gives her a cheer and like a one of these- Gold and silver! <laughs> She's, she looks at her and she, she looks at you and you can tell. She's like, it's 
bronze and wood, but whatever. <laughs> um, she addresses the crowd again. As you know, midwinter is upon us. This is the most joyous time of the year, but also by and large the most testing, arduous and dangerous. These days represent the period where the forces of winter are at the peak of their strength and of their drive. Those of you who have done shifts on the wall or on patrol know this. During these days, you will face a wrath of winter that will not be matched again throughout the year. The creatures who come will be focused and fueled with rage. They will stop at nothing short of death. Luckily for them, that is a service we are uniquely equipped to provide for them. And there's like another like round of cheers, especially from like the middle rows who have like been up there and kind of like lived it a little bit, you know? As it has for hundreds of thousands of years, the defense of Ariel. Oh, this is the right accent to say that in. <laughs> the defense of Ariel will remain steadfast. Winter has never breached these walls and never will. And that is because of what we do here and now. She raises a salute and proclaims, The Frozen Watch stands vigilant. And the ranks reply in a cheer. <laughs> she sighs and goes, <clears throat> And the winter is at bay. And all the, like, other people get it right, but all the juniors don't know it, and they're just like... (laughs) (laughs) She nods and says, Please report to your unit leaders for your assignments. Um, And the muster kind of breaks apart, and you see, like, everybody, like, running to their designated positions. Army, who's our unit leader? Uh, Your unit leader... I have to do this is the one thing I'm not letting you ad-lib because I promised someone (laughs) your unit leader uh, you know what the muster breaks apart and you hear like your unit leader calling you to assemble Corporal Catastrophe is a small halfling with a flustered look about themselves okay guys scary scary stuff there but not to worry we will not be facing any beasties this midwinter that's all for the full watch to deal with we will have our hands full running local errands yes sir yes local errands (laughs) even though the hordes of night are baying at our door we will not stop serving our community no sorry bob um, and he begins, like, handing out jun- errands to the junior's winter guard. Oh, Evan, looks like Mrs. Sandoval needs her washing done again. That's a good one. Oh, pistols in the holster, please, Jamie. Oh, Demetrius, looks like someone's on litter duty. Lucky you. And then, um... Oh, my God, I really hope we get to deliver cookies again. Oh, it just makes me so happy. He gets to you guys and he goes, Oh, our most senior junior guards. (laughs) I have something very interesting for you. Not quite monster slaying on the wall, but definitely more interesting than painting the barracks. And he pulls out like, you know, a sheet, gives it to you and he goes, There have been several reports of ghost sightings around the town. Now, don't worry. I'm sure... My God! <laughs> I'm sure this is just some midwinter prankster trying to scare a few kids, but we do need you to find them and bring them to the barracks to be set straight. You got, you got this. You, you're gonna keep everyone safe. I. No, buddy, you're coming with me, and I pick you up like a football. <laughs> <laughs> I love the enthusiasm, but let's keep the manhandling for the prankster, prankster shall we? No, this is fine. I, I, 
enjoyed this. Oh, okay. Well, you know, whatever floats your boat. Now, usually we would assign this to one of the newer full guard, but seeing as though they've all been positioned upon the wall, um, I think you two are perfect for the job. Think you can handle it? Absolutely, sir. Now, I'm sure you know, this is simply a basic investigation. Please don't go in all guns blazing. Just ask around town and track down the culprit. You see the the mage hand that had been taking out. <laughs> Hermes gone puts it he back just, in. He just slowly pushes it back into the holster. <laughs> now remember, this is your first real assignment. The guild will be watching, so please don't screw it up. Of course not, sir. Well, well we got this. This is no big problem for us. He gives you a salute and then goes back to like handing out the kitty assignments to the other junior guardsmen. From like underneath Yukon's arm, I also give him like, just, I'm, like sideways. Like a swinging salute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I take it out and I go, okay, Hermie, read this for me. Uh, what does this. It basically just says what he told so, you. There have been like multiple reports of a ghost. Um, does it like, give any um, indication as to where these have been? Yeah, where it's so decided, or they've mostly been the the majority of the meal have kind of been around the like the the town center, so the market square, and like um, the most recent one has come from the tavern embers. Um, but there are a few other ones kind of out. That's a good name for it. Yeah, ever. thank you. I was very proud of that. That's good. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Embers, where everyone knows your name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's been a few like further outside the city square and stuff. But, but the most recent ones that have been reported have been um, kind of right around that area, you know? Well, Yukon, uh, let's make two Embers. I mean, usually we wouldn't be allowed in there because we're too young, but we're on official business duty now, so they should let us in. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Because you get to the door and there is a doorman there. And he's like, absolutely not. Official business. And I've, I've still got Hermie underneath my arm. Of and course. I kind of like pick him up and hold him forward <laughs> as Hermie's holding the piece of paper. So basically like push him forward. And yeah, Hermie is and holding I, I, I'm over. also holding him forward. Yeah, like like a patron like walks by and like looks at you. And then he opens the door, gently touches his head to the crossbeam of the door, as is tradition when you enter Embers, and then like goes in. And he's like, is, the guardman looks at like nods at him and smiles. And he's like, hey, welcome, wel- welcome, Mr. Chief. Is this supposed to mean something? We're here to investigate the uh, this ghost sightings. Ghost sightings. Uh, look, that's a good one, kid. But unless you can produce any kind of like official, I'll produce a gun. <laughs> no, he's widening it. He's like, oh my god, it's happening again. Hermie, <laughs> literally behind my back. <laughs> um, but I do take his piece of paper, and I was like, this has the official seal of the Frozen Watch. Oh, so it does. Okay, well, you know. Just, you know, it's a it's a very mature environment in there. I, I expect you kids to behave yourselves, not cause a scene. Um, and please be in and out as quick as you can. And he, like, opens the door for you. Have you heard anything, though? Me? Yeah. About what? Ghosts. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I, just, I just watch the door. Yeah. No, no I, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't have have you been ghosts. watching it for ghosts? Uh, well, yeah, I watch it for everything. But like, no, look, I can tell you straight up, I, I haven't seen any ghosts. Unless well, Yukon, I don't trust this guy. He doesn't really seem to respect the authority of the Frozen Watch. And he's not doing a good job if, if there's ghosts in here and he's looking at the door. It's I mean, if a ghost is going to come in, they have to come in through the door. No, Hermie, 
they could come up from the ground. And I take my pickaxe and I hit it out. <laughs> hey, hey, stop, stop. Stop damaging the property. What? Yeah, you guys daff. I don't think you're Winter Watch. <laughs> he starts getting suspicious again. Um, um, as you, we, you can tell that there, there's no gold or silver in the bit you... you yep. yep. Well, as I taste it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we walk in, I do uh, take... Pick Hermie up and touch his forehead to the crossbeam. Yeah, he was he was watching for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks at you, and I touch my forehead too. Yeah, okay. I'm tall enough. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, you go in. The tavern is like hopping, and there's like celebrants from all over the city have gathered here to like share stories and warm their spirits. Um, you can hear like at least ten different spirits. songs. Yeah, <laughs> I use that intentionally. Uh, the drink, not the ghost. Um, like there's waves of laughing and cheers uh, through the madness of this. You can see like a beleaguered barman like pouring beer after beer after beer and like a never-ending stream of guests. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you guys like to do? Go up to the barman. He always knows stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you approach him. Um, he looks up and he goes, oh, fucking barman, let more oh, kids no, wait, in the bar. He's really busy. Yeah. yeah, maybe not the barman. You can see there's like, um, there's the barman, there's like, uh, most of the staff are behind the bar and people seem to be like going up to get the drinks and stuff. There are one or two floor staff kind of. Sorry, you said there's like lots of music and stuff. Are like, is there like bands actively playing and things like that? Or uh, it's more like the- each table is just having a sing song, you know? So okay. like, um, it'd be like, you know, when your friends are kind of sitting there. I, I got this, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hermie being just full of like, Christmas self spirit. It's full of Christmas spirit, but also the self righteousness of I gotta do a good job and I gotta, you know, I gotta do my like civic duty. Um, I think I just like to like stand up on whatever like the closest table I can get is. Yeah. And just like you're actually still not high enough. You have to like stack a few books on top of the I table. You can't still. like <laughs> like st- like also hold me up. So I'm like um kind of like hit my block and spiel like as loud as I can, just trying to get everyone's attention. Yeah, it takes a few seconds of you, like, fully hammering yeah. the glockenspiel, but, like, you hear, like, a shh, and someone of that goes, Oh, hey, it's Harvey! Uh, okay, everyone, look, um, we're very sorry to interrupt all this uh, festivities, and we'll, you know that warms my heart, and maybe I'll make it up to you by singing a little song, but myself and my twin here are on official fro- yeah, frozen watch <laughs> business. And look, um, we'll take no more of your time, but if anyone has seen any ghosty spirits, ghoulies or guys, will you please report them to us? It is of utmost civic responsibility thing. So yeah, like that, I'm not even gonna make you roll for that because that's just the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a hush falls over the pub and everybody's kind of like quiet and you're like, ghosts. What have they got these junior cadets doing now? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, we're trying to drink and stuff, you know? And then, yeah. like, there's a hooded character at the bar, and they're like, Yeah. <laughs> I saw him. And, like, you see, you see, like, um, like they're quite a big character, like, you know? Yeah. And uh, they turn around, and they go, Right here in this bar. And then they walked clean through that wall. And they point, like, the external wall of the bar. And uh, at this, the barman, like, looks at him, squints his eyes, and goes, Alexa, turn on the lights. And you see like a beleaguered like bar bar worker like run over and like, oh, it's always me. And they like run on and like light all the lights and it like casts light onto this person. And they're like, did I turn on the lights? Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I made that joke 
comfortable knowing that yours is a Google household? It's, it's the one one Amazon thing in the entire house. Okay. Anyway, um, the barman like looks at this guy and realizes like, God damn it, you're not a forty year old human. You're a fifteen year old Goliath. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> and you see like all the bar people like chase this person out of the bar, but um, yeah, uh, everyone else is like. See any ghost? <laughs> think, mm. I think that kid was drunk. And the barman is like defensively, like I didn't serve him anything alcoholic. Like pushing the like half drank pint back under the bar. I kind of a couple of other people come up and be like, "Yo, look, Hermy, there's no ghosts here. You know, like we didn't see anything. You know, uh, we had heard there's a prankster running around, pretend to be a ghost or whatever, but like we, we didn't see anything. Hey, can I you heard say- a prankster. Tell mm. us about that." Well, it's just, you know, like there's been a couple of people reporting ghosts. The general consensus is that it's just, you know, a midwinter prank that's kind of, you know, just gone a little too far. Like, you know, it's, let people enjoy the season. Why are you, you know, why are you like going out of your way to like prank people? It's not cool. It's never been cool. Nobody likes pranks. Have you heard anything about who the prankster might be? Uh, you know, it's probably just some like youth disillusioned with like, you know, the societal norms, like trying to rebel against the culture they were brought up in or whatever, you know? God, I can't handle this. Look, if it's a ghost or if it's some sort of <laughs> rebel, we have to we have to bring him in. It's why would you ever want to rebel against this beautiful culture that we have here? You got I can't take it. Uh yeah. Cool. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't know. You know, like there's been loads of reports of it or whatever. But like, you know, like even though, like I think the, I think the, who was it again? Oh, yeah, the, the blacksmith. Like there's a report file down there or something. Um, hmm. I think maybe, maybe like out a couple further out in the city as well, like up by the, uh, the old music shop and stuff. Like you know, like there's been a, a few on the streets as well. You know, like like people walking along and it's like whoa, ghost dude. But it's like you know, like they're always ups- unsubstantiated. It's just like you know, whispers or whatever. Well, let's go to the blacksmith or the music. If I go to the music shop, I'm just gonna be so distracted. So maybe let's go to the blacksmith. Well, as we're leaving, we'll see if we can uh, uh, see that Goliath kid on the way out as well. Yeah. But yeah, also remember, Hermie. You always got to keep your emotions in check. But emotions are... They're just supposed to be expressed. That's what song is for. I know, I know. But it's it's best to, if you're not expressing them in your song, it's good to just keep them leveled out. Take a few deep breaths. Keep your composure. Conceal, don't feel, just like the great part Elsa once said. I wasn't going to say it. I actually had it in the notes your dad was reading, but like, I was like, no, I'll let them do it. No, it's not, it's not about concealing it. You don't want to bottle it up. You just need to fill yourself out a little bit. Keep yourself, think about what's around you. Take a few steps. Look at five different things in the room bring back in those emotions, you know? <sighs> Look, I'll try. I can't. You know how excited I get, okay? So we'll just we'll see. I'll see. Anyway, let's find this Goliath kid. Yep, cool. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, you guys like walk out and you can see like he's he's not gone far. He's just like chilling in a doorway on the opposite side of the street. Drunk. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, you can see his footsteps kind of like snake to the other doorstep. <laughs> no, it's like, it is quite a big city. So this okay, is someone you don't know. Actually, we don't know everyone. You don't know everyone. You are more well known than you know, because you're, you've almost reached the point of public figure because you're like one of the town bards that will be like, mm. you would play like, you know, naming days or like weddings and stuff like that, you know? So yeah. you're kind of a sought after bard. People know you, you know, mm. um, but you wouldn't know okay. everyone. So it's like, it's not like we've. We went to school with this person or anything uh, like that. No, no, no. Okay. He's he's about the same age as you, but like you don't recognize him. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think we just go, go up to him. Yeah, call him then. Hey, you. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Um. Gail. Hey, Gail. Who's your dad? Goyle. <laughs> <laughs> I am Gail, son of Goyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh. So you said you saw some ghosties. Uh, yeah, well, one ghost, it was, like, in the pub, you know? I'm always in there, like, you know, I'm old and cool. Um, and it, you know, it was there. It was, like, just, like, solemnly looking around at people, you know? And then it saw me looking, and it just shook its head in, in disappointment and, and, and just walked through the wall. Like, it went straight through the wall, out into the street. Uh, what, what direction? Like, where, where, where was it going? Um, I, I know that it left that wall of the pub and like it's like the the side wall of the pub like mm -hmm. that would be the alleyway um, but uh, like beyond that I, I couldn't tell you which way it went and is that direction uh, does that It'd coincide with any of the other locations like the blacksmith or the music yeah, shop or it's down, like that? it's towards the, the kind of the end of the market where the blacksmith shop would be because okay. they kind of keep him away from all the bunting and stuff yeah, you yeah. Know? what did he uh, what did he look like I didn't get a good look because, like, it was kind of dark and, like, you know, my vision is swimming a little. Um, <laughs> but, like, it seemed old. I did get, like, a sense of disappointment when it looked at me. Um, Maybe disappointed that you're in there drinking when you shouldn't be. No, I can drink. I'm a Goliath. Strong. He's, like, <laughs> leans on the wall. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, uh, they, they, like, kind of, like... <laughs> reach in their mouth a bit and then hiccup and be like I'm fine thanks yeah seems like it okay well uh, I'm not drunk you can tell like of course not thank you for your service I'm just tipsy that's all like you know you don't have to tell my dad about it or anything um, and they like they see you guys looking at each other and just dart <laughs> they're gone but they make it four feet and fall into the snow I mean I have no desire to chase after this kid We've got yeah. <laughs> they're they're now fully unconscious, just like in a doorway. You're fine. They're they're. Uh... I will cast healing word on them. I don't know if that will actually do anything, but uh, just healing. Yeah, sure. In this world, healing word sobers up. There's, I would just uh, figure. There's... Just uh, I'm not gonna leave someone to <laughs> freeze to death. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, he like gets up, like rubs his head, uh, cures the drunkenness, not the hangover, and like just like fully like pulls his hood close and like tramps off home you know um to the to the blacksmith i guess to the blacksmith to the blacksmith yep cool um so like as you get down you see like the the blacksmith has this cool kind of apparatus where he can like keep the metal in his sign heated so it kind of glows mm. um he has it like hooked up to the embers of the forge or whatever and you see like manginis <coughs> as the uh as you get closer to the blacksmith kind of coming through the haze um, and the blacksmith mike will kind of come out and be like oh Hermie, 
Uh, and then he looks at you and he goes, oh, Yukon, how are you? How's the pick holding up? Ah, <laughs> oh, good, good. It's been great for me. And I give it a couple little hits into the into the stone, you know, underneath me. And Oh, yeah, look, look at that. It's, whoa, it's making more of a mark than I thought it would. Um, yeah, you find any of that uh, gold or silver you were talking about? Oh, no, nothing new and exciting out there yet, but I'll find it. I'll be the best prospector the North has to offer. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll come, man. I got my fingers crossed for you. Um, and he goes, hey, anyway, what can I what can I do you guys for? Are you looking for like a new flute or something there? <laughs> no, uh, we are on official Frozen Watch business. We are hunting ghosts. Have you seen anything? Oh, that's, that's fucking adorable. Um, the go- Oh, yeah, the ghost. Uh, no, yeah, look, I, you know, uh, look, man, I honest to God think that this is some kind of like communal prank. Uh, like my kids and... You know, my kid was here and he had his friends over or whatever and they, they kept saying they could see a ghost but like uh, I was there and there was you know there was nothing like it was they were pointing at thin air you know there's nothing there and where's your where's your kids now where is um Emma and Josephine uh you know, they're they're just here uh yeah yo yo Emmy Jojo get out of here <laughs> and like these two kids like you know, skip out of the blacksmith like they have a little blacksmith hammer and the other one is like a little blacksmith tongues and stuff. Um, and like the one Jojo just like comes out and strikes like such a pose. Yes, of course. And then uh, <laughs> they skip up and they go, what's up, dad? <laughs> Emma, Josephine, have either of you seen ghosts? Oh, yeah. He was, it was right there. Right where you're standing. It was like, you know, blue and old and like had a real like wrinkly face. And it like, it looked at us and it smiled, but then it kind of like shook its head and went off down that street. How do you know it was a ghost? Well, it was floating in the air and we could see through it. Oh. Everything I've read seems to, to say that that's what ghosts do, so. Shake their head at people? Yeah, they're a very dismissive bunch. And it seemed to go, woo, but it didn't actually make any noise. We could just see its mouth going, And I oh. said to, I said to Emmy that, that it goes, ooh, but like, Emmy was like, no, it's not making any noise. Like this. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, you guys have got it now. And the blacksmith looks and he goes like, so like, as you can see, you know, definitely just... <laughs> Overactive children's imagination. They must have told them a ghost story in school or How something. How old are these kids? These kids are like five okay. and six, like maybe four. Right. They're very right. young okay. children, yeah. like you know, like also way too young to be running around in a forge. But um, <laughs> you know, they Mike, seem like they've got their heads screwed on. Mike doesn't seem to mind. So, <laughs> um, and the the direction that this ghost went, where. Uh, down towards the outer kind of rim of the city, like away from the hustle and bustle and down into more like the quieter side of town where you would know that your old music teacher uh, has his shop set up there, Brooke. <sighs> okay, you can't... I'm gonna... <laughs> Maybe you do the lead on this one because I'm, j- I'm just gonna get too excited. I'm gonna get too excited! I'm, I'm already getting get too excited now. now! Remember, like I said, look around, tell me five things you see. And don't talk about music. <laughs> uh, um, boring iron thing, more iron, uh, kids running with iron, and more iron. <laughs> okay, maybe look to the maybe, right, no, too. <laughs> no, this, this works. It's really boring. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so like if you guys want to do anything else in the blacksmith, now's the time, but like you can see the kids are already like just throwing snowballs at each other and stuff and being like, ha No, it's too important that we get to the bottom of this ghost business. Mike, now as I was going around today, I've been uh, been hitting my uh, pickaxe a lot, you know, especially when I was out with dad. Uh, this is still looking all right. I just toss it over to him. Uh, he like takes it and he kind of like, you know, he pulls out like a little um, like testing square of steel off his belt and he gives it like a ting ting on one side and he's like, yes, ting ting. He swaps it and you can see like it's iron on the other side and then ting ting brass steel. He's like, yeah, look, you know, there's no damage to it. It's holding up well. Like, I think this will be able to get through most anything. And he goes, you know, this is like seriously good work. Like, you know, if I, if I didn't know any better, I'd say like, I put a bit of my soul into this one, you know, and he like tosses it back to you. Nice. Thank you very much, Mike. Mm. Always, always a pleasure. Um, and you do like just again, just to let the listeners and the viewers now know, um, it's actually an enchanted pickaxe. Oh, like, is he it? Did real good. What does it do? Um, it's it's a uh, basically like part of like your overall like mountaineering and prospecting prospecting kit. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, functionally, it's the same as, uh, what's the name of that magic item? Yeah. The, the winter's kit. The thing, winter's, the winter's kit. Yeah. Yeah, boots or whatever. Yeah, so you, yeah. like, when you've got it and your boots are on and stuff, you're, like, unhindered by, like, icy terrain and stuff. Oh, cool. And you can, That's like, great. use it to, like, climb and stuff. So nice. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be the best prospector in the north. <laughs> yeah, I believe it, man. <laughs> I believe it. The day is coming. Um, he's like, you know, I have dreams, too. I wanted to be an actor. That's my dream. Theater. And then he goes back to swinging his... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, as you head towards Brooks, you find yourself like moving away from the town center and the streets are like quieter here. Like, you know, Brooks set up a little out of the way so he could mm-hmm. like finally tune the instruments without the like of course, home yeah, with the yeah. crowds and stuff coming through. And it's like a little, you, you head a little, a little down this street and you see like almost lighting up through the, the snowy hazes Brooks and it's like a small but beautiful building. It's it's stone like your house, like every house in Arian, because there's a lot of fire in this town. Um, but it's been decorated with like holly and ivy and bronze cladding and all that kind of stuff. But what's different about this one is the bronze cladding on the front is like woven around the building like a huge musical staff. Um and on it are like hooks that he's like mounted in like strategic places on this cladding. And every day he'll go out and hang different candles on these hooks so that the building itself is lit up with a different song every day. Mm, He says that's just his way of decorating the store. What song is it now? Um... (laughs) I was going to go the Holly and the Ivy, but that's way better. (laughs) Um, You remember him saying that, like, you know, it's just a way of him, like, imbuing his workplace with, like, music and honouring the bards Mm. that sang the winter's heart into existence and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um... Actually, you recognize now that the tune dun, 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 is one that, like, you and Brooke wrote together during your training there, you know? <laughs> Fuck, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're real good. Like, you're, like a really good fucking bar. Um, yeah, you, like, you know, swing open the door or whatever. Just, just this little thing I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. to joy. <laughs> um, you, like, swing open the door and, like, Inside, you find like Brooke, and he's like an extremely old orcish musician, you know. And he's got like his little spectacles on his nose, um, 
he sees you cut you guys come in um are you like still on his shoulder or are you like yeah I, yeah yeah like i've put a foot down since the muster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he looks he sees the door open and he's like you come welcome in and then he sees you like swinging at his hip he's like hear me my dear boy come in come in Brooke uh, okay I can't even say this but I we, we don't have time for music talk <gasps> he looks shocked and he goes but I just got this new master crafted violin in I thought you might want to try <laughs> And I think Hermie's voice just gets so high-pitched, no one can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hermie, you always did hit the high notes. Um, how can I help you, boys? Well, we've had reports that there's either a real ghost or a prankster going around trying to pretend to be a ghost, and it was seen headed your way. Huh, a ghost? <laughs> you know, I could be described almost as a ghost, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> Have you been going around being disappointed in people as you've been walking around town? <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm often disappointed, but no, no, not recently. No, no, I, I, I've been here all day, and I will say there was a strange occurrence in the middle of the day where I, you know, I, I suddenly felt, you know, the, the strangest feeling wash over me and then almost as if I was being watched but then I looked to the door and I saw like four or five children pointing in at me and, and gazing in amazement and I, I know I'm a musician they're probably some... just looking at that violin that was my thinking as well did you see the neck on the things a masterwork um, and the look at the bow on that. <laughs> look at the bow the <laughs> look at the bow the neck! <laughs> uh, and he starts talking about the violin again, you know. Um, but no, he he like lets you know that he didn't see a ghost. But mm. that's that's the most interesting thing that's happened okay, to him so all, all day. It's like, all the kids. Um, all the kids with their pumped up kicks. Yeah, they gotta did run, have, gotta run. They did actually run, the run our. Oh yeah, ghosty. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, it took Stop. you a solid two minutes to just get to where cops are. Like. <laughs> Can we take the gun for her? He's got to go mad with power. Hermie's got a gun. <laughs> um, Hermie was the first of a gang with a gun in his hand. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Um, you guys start singing Pumped Up Kicks, and he's like, actually, they did run uh, down. They, they, they were looking at me, now that I think of it, and, and then their eyes kind of left me and followed nothing across the room, out through the wall, and then they took off down towards the old postern gate. But um, no, I'm assuming it was just some childish game that they've dreamt up for themselves. Well, I remember when I was a boy, we used to play... Sleddy stringy, where I would stretch a length of cheese wire across one of the streets and then we would race down on sleds. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's how to get beheaded. Um, okay, yeah, we rush out to the, the postern gate, did you say? Yeah, it's Sorry you know, that. one of these like gates to like let just like out a, on patrol sure, okay, and yeah, stuff, yeah. like but very hard to access from yeah. the outside and stuff, you know. Um, you arrive at the postern gate, and at this point, you're so far from the city centre and the crowds that all you can hear is your own breath and the crunch. 
Yeah, you're tired. And, and my my sleigh bells from my buckler. Oh yeah, of jingle, course. Like jingle. yeah, and your the occasional like chime my, from your just talking my, screen, my background yeah. music. You've gone to a minor key because it's kind of dark okay. here, you know, and you, it's kind of a weird, like you know that lovely atmosphere no, think, when you're walking I think I'm through still the in snow a major key, night, but I'm just like, more it's kind of subdued. Yeah, maybe okay. there's a little dissonant note in there occasionally. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and and you can also hear like ringing of the bells from the walls. You know, um, the gate lies ahead of you, uh, and in its shadow you find yourself like wondering like there should be guards here you know like this is meant to be a manned gate you'd like you'd know that much from your junior because sometimes you have to like run tea out to them when it's particularly cold and stuff you know um but that thought is only in your head for a brief moment because you are fully distracted by the light blue almost fully transparent figure of an elderly lady hovering in the opening of the gate she's staring into the darkness ahead and you can hear the crunch of somebody else moving around in the snow. Uh, ghosty lady? She slowly... Oh, wait, we're on a video. I can do this. <laughs> slowly rotates around to, to look at you. And you see her wordlessly contort its face into a yell, noiseless to your ears. And it waves at you to leave mouthing something you can't understand and it's this point it's at this point you 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 hear the crunching stop behind and and then like a wet thud and a wet it, thud oh, like a wet thud and it occurs to you snow what? snow doesn't fall beneath an archway so what was the crunching you were hearing i will turn and look from the shadows on either on, on, on like just almost coming through this ghost you see a huge terrible white wolf appear strips of so it is a horror game oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) strips of blue material stained red hanging from their jowls and behind it dressed in snowy gray gray and white rags you see a figure step out into the light he's holding like the ammo belt of a guardsman that he's you know freshly dealt with slung over his shoulder and in his hand along serrated blade dripping with flesh blood fresh blood and it utters a command at you in a language you don't recognize and in a flash the wolf attacks and that is where we are going to end episode one of our christmas game yay super happy and cheery and not at all bloody and dangerous oh enjoying (laughs) this (laughs) yeah so nice christmas time okay I'm excited to get into fighting this wolf. Yeah. And saving the town and everyone loving Hermie. Mm, That's all yeah. I want. The wolf doesn't love Hermie. It will. Okay. It's gonna learn. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody will love Hermie. Yeah. Even if it's at the point of a gun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so glad I gave Hermie a gun. <laughs> and just let that side of him shine through. Um Alright everyone. I think that we will leave it. Thank so. you very much, yeah, for joining us for our lovely warm Christmas special. And um, we hope your your cockles are filled and your your what you call that drink here? Christmas drink. Like mulled wine? Yeah, your mulled wine is warm and, and tasty. And we'll see you uh, we'll see you next time. Literally, we will see you. And you will see us. We will see you. We will see you. Bye. I've been through it before. This is how it works. I can see you.